All right, well, hello everyone. We're back with Suzanne, another in-person clip, another episode, and we're gonna talk about Charles Dickens and time travel. Um, we're going to talk about Charles Dickens and his famous story, a Christmas Carol. There's uh, something very special connected with it this year, but but that's right. We are going to discuss time travel, which is a surprise element in the story. Probably the the average reader doesn't recognize. Mm-hmm. And and why do you think average reader doesn't recognize that? What? Why would the average reader miss that point from from the story? Um, when you think of time travel, um, you always think that there has to be some complex device that uh, that whoever wants to travel in time has to operate and manipulate to get from one time period to another and back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when the ghosts of Christmas's past, present, and yet to come take Scrooge on his uh, mandatory reform program, they're traveling in time. Scrooge is traveling in time with those ghosts. But they, but, but, but they don't use some high-tech device. And, and what, uh, what do they use instead? Anything? What do you mean? Well, it's just imagination or like what's the... Unlike Doctor Who, the goods in a telephone booth, right? How, what was the device? Well, people didn't read the book. Let's say we have audience didn't um, read the they book. Just, what did they do? Well, it's, it's somewhat like... Um, it's somewhat like you're uh, watching, it's something like you're watching a TV program. You, you see a particular scene all around you, and then, uh, then the scene changes. You see something else uh, with other people in it. Um, uh, in, uh, in, bo- in, in all three uh, time periods, the past, the present, and the future, there are a number of scenes to uh, any one of the three, uh, but the, the the scene simply changes like that. There's no um, flashing of lights or or thunder or just it's just a simple just a simple change. Uh, but but still, Scrooge is time traveling hmm. uh, with the ghosts. Although I noticed that the time travel uh, isn't set. It does seem like it can change because of the change that um, it may be in Tiny Tim. The hope was that he would survive, whereas when the ghosts of Christmas future brought him to that, you know, future. Uh, the, the scene that uh, in which Tiny Tim appeared to be dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just the possible future. Right. right. But... Uh, but but Scrooge reformed so that uh, um, so that Tiny Tim uh, got well, so that that so they were he altered both the present and the future uh, by by changing his lifestyle. Scrooge. Hmm. Okay, it's interesting because I think t- scientists talk about you know branching realities now, and t- uh, Charles Dickens is doing it over a hundred years ago. Right. Well, well, let me let me remind everybody. Uh, um, one element of Charles Dickens' story, A Christmas Carol, which people are not aware of because there's no uh, complex 
device being used is time travel. Um, now, I also want to talk about, I, I spoke of a special uh, connection uh, this year with the uh, story. Um, the book was published in 1843, and uh, in any Christmas parades that I'm in uh, this year, I'll be I'll be appearing as the ghost of the past. That's why I've got got a lot of white on. Um, I I I tell the I I provide in my commentary, which the MC reads, the fact that uh, the book was uh, published in 1843. The ghost of Christmas past asks asks us to look back on that particular year, 1843, because. This year is the book's 180th anniversary. Oh, yeah. And, and what's, what's so special about 180? Um, um, I'm sure you've heard me say on a number of occasions that birthdays or anniversaries that are multiples of 5 or 10 are considered extra important. So you've got to... You, you've got... Ten tens uh, for a hundred years, and then another eight tens to equal uh, one eighty. Now, for for dogs, they say every seven years is like one, right? You heard that before. So, how about cats? Is it the same? I I I didn't understand. Well, I'm just wondering if every. Seven years of dog life counts as one of ours. When do we celebrate their birthday? <laughs> um, there were no books or pamphlets ever uh, circulated on that subject. Ah, so we can't even do research if we wanted to. Now, let's go back to Charles Dickens. So what else do we know? In addition to time travel, what, what is the element that you find more, most interesting about the book? Um, I'd say the fact is that uh, um, Charles Dickens doesn't involve um, anybody superhuman, except for the ghosts, uh, Scrooge, and just the general London populace uh, figure into the story, just down-to-earth people. But did you... But did you... Um... Did you find a lesson that Scrooge learns the most important thing about the book? Um, yes. Okay. Um, well, see, I went for the um, I went for the I went for the ghosts because naturally I want to. Um, I've always had a knack for going for uh, things beyond normal. This was very crucial when I took dance lessons because. Uh, um, some of the most popular dance dramas uh, involve uh, superhuman beings, and and the dancers, especially the women, are are, are expected to to dance as lightly as feathers. What about the significance of the title? Because it's it's not musical in any way. Um. um well. Yeah. Uh, Dickens does use a device that. Um, he uses a term in music that sort of makes each section of the book seem like the verse of a song. Huh. Um, um, 
your overwhelming number of songs consists consists of uh, several verses. Uh, uh, sometimes, sometimes the the term stave, S-T-A-V-E, is used to designate one verse. So. Um, uh, Dickens' Christmas Carol is in five sections. He calls them stave one, stave two, stave three, and so on. Hmm. So there you have your musical uh, terminology. Do you know any other interesting facts? Because what you tell us is pretty interesting. Like most people probably don't know about it, even if they've seen the play or, or TV movie uh, or read the book. Um, but what what else about that book is uh, unusual or different? I like I like to see the different dramatizations, how well they um, stick closely to the book, or or if they make a lot of um, unnecessary changes or sometimes some uh, omissions. Or there there was one version that added a lot more that Dickens never wrote. Um, in, in 1951, there was a, a, a movie with uh, Alastair Sin in it. He was British. Um, but when he went on the journey through his past, there were a lot more scenes in his past showing his uh, gradual degradation into a, a miser. Um, but but those but those extra scenes um, uh, becoming uh, becoming a partner with uh, his employer or switching over to another company where he could earn more and meeting Marley and uh, um, uh, he and Marley becoming the company's leaders and 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 witnessing Marley's death Dickens never wrote about all that. But that's certainly interesting to add stuff. Usually people condense things for the movies and plays, but in this case, they added stuff. Um, well, one additional scene that Dickens did not write was that uh, um, Belle, uh, Scrooge's would-have-been fiancé, uh, bids him farewell because all he cares about is money. Uh, in the Alastair Sin drama, uh, Scrooge and the ghost of the present passed through uh, a room full of uh, uh, charity cases. Um, uh, um, hard on their luck people, and and one of the one of the uh, charity workers is uh, caring for uh, a sick old woman, and uh, and 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 that charity woman is is Belle, much older. Hmm. Um, Dickens never writes that. So do you find those things interesting or do you like people to stick to, this, to the original story? I think, I think it's most important to stick to the original because uh, um, too many omissions, additions, or, or changes can mislead um, the, the viewer or the or, or the reader, because he'll, he, he takes, he sees some scene and he thinks that's all there is to it in the book. Um, 
he takes it as gospel, and then later when he reads the book, hey, wait a minute, the the TV didn't show it like that. Do you think people? I, I see. A, I see how a lot of uh, uh, changes to books in 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 dramatic version can sometimes do more harm than good because then you don't um, you don't really you're not really looking at uh, the author's work at all. You're looking at the work as uh, well mutilated by some uh, a drama company. Could you think people who don't read books but just watch TV put more importance on what they saw and then if they read the book they, they would be confused? Um, they, 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 they should read the book. Oh, I agree with you. But a lot of people today don't read. They just watch stuff on television. Well, because... Um, Oh, because I read the book, I was able to recognize um, the scenes that were correct and uh, other scenes that were incorrect or omitted. So you don't you don't call them interpretation; you call them incorrect. Yeah, I guess I would. Because you're a stickler to the original. Whoever wrote it, that's theirs. They shouldn't mess with it. Just leave it the way it is. Yes. Mm. Now, wh where does that come from, do you think? What? In you, that desire to stick with the original and not to deviate from it. Was that always like something that you felt or, or it came up later in life? Um... It would uh, it would result from my seeing um, dramatizations. I would see uh, more than one dramatization of the same story, and 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 realize, hey, there's something different here. Uh, why why is the lead character doing that? Uh, uh, he didn't do that in the other version I saw. Uh, and then, so then I so then I check the book and uh, and I see where the uh, mistakes are. So, um, did you ever see anything that you can see it as an improvement? Maybe somebody took the original idea and made it better? Did you ever see anything like that? Or you always think it's wrong to do? Um, I think one of the better uh, dramatizations was... Uh, was a made-for-TV movie which had George C. Scott as Scrooge. Did, did they uh, change anything or add anything or taking stuff away, or they stuck to the book? It, it, it was um, it was it was very very faithful to the original. Um, so I was, was going to say something. Um, Oh yes, um, I wa I watched a lot of dramatizations to see uh, not only how accurately they stuck to the original story, but I wanted to see uh, the different ways uh, that the ghosts were made to dress. 
Okay, because I'm sure a different <clears throat> versions of variety of ghost outfits and costumes. So did you find that interesting? Um, um, well, Dickens described the ghost of the past as always wearing white. The overwhelming majority of the impersonators I see in that role did wear white. But there was one... Um, uh, a musical, uh, Scrooge, with uh, Albert Finney. Um, the ghost of the past in that one uh, looked like an ordinary Victorian woman, and her clothes were red. So, what did you think of that? I, I, I didn't, I didn't like that one at all. Because if the description is just white, that can mean a lot of stuff. You can design an outfit one way, and I can design a different way. So. Then a variety is part of original interpretation, I guess. Yeah, we have to be careful about um, whether we're doing more harm than good by making all sorts of uh, different interpretations and changes and uh, omissions. Yeah, I think color means so much to a lot of people, like the representation of colors. Yeah, so you think they should stick to white because red is too far out. It's too different. In that case, specific case that you mentioned. I'd, I'd like to say in closing, uh, the next time any of you read, read, read Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol or, or watch a dramatization, realize that uh, Scrooge is made to reform, but he is also time-traveling with the ghosts. And, and you'll see that uh, changes of time or changes of scenery um, have no flashy special effects. They're all just very simple um, changes in uh, what you see all around you. Well, thank you, Suzanne. This was a very informative yeah. uh, episode. And then one thing we learned stuff about Things I hadn't considered yeah, about exactly. Christmas Carol, really. Yeah, especially that, since we've seen it and read it so many times. You, sometimes even, even then you don't notice yeah. or, or realize certain things. So thank you very much. I hope people who watch this will, will also learn something. So thank you, and we'll talk soon. <laughs>